So this episode is going to be a bit different than normal and I'm sure if you've listened to any of my episodes you can already tell that it's a little different no no fancy introduction music no 8888352414 sung by my wife or any of that stuff I am actually in Atlanta right now I'm not in my typical home studio environment so it's going to be a little different but I think it's still going to be valuable because what I'm going to be doing is reflecting on 2015 and talking about planning for 2016 can you believe that it's the it's it's the end of the year I mean the year just started like a few days ago it seems I don't know what's going on. Time just seems to be. You know what? Okay, wait. I um this this is not right. I gotta I gotta come with at least some of what I normally come with. So you ready for it? Okay, here we go. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today and i'm gonna stop there (laughs) it just doesn't feel right without music um but i am excited today and um last week i didn't do a podcast episode because this was kind of a a last minute trip that we decided to take we decided to come down and be with some friends who are well quite frankly like family and uh we decided instead of staying at home why not you know drive down to atlanta so we rented a car and we've been here for about a week and a half we got another few days to go we'll be here for two weeks and um yeah we're gonna stop in nashville on the way back we stopped in nashville on the way down here uh by a friend of mine uh, colin colin yearwood <laughs> we've been doing online stuff together for a while since i started he was there from like the beginning and we became good friends anyhow that's a deviation from the topic because today we're going to be looking back and then looking forward looking back and then looking ahead however you want to say it so let's i want to share a little so if this is your first episode this is it might be the first episode a good episode to start on i don't know but go back and check out to see what the others are like it's usually very different and much fancier i am with my usb mic on the road well not on the road but i'm in a room and uh, i want to just share some of my thoughts with you i haven't had one of these share my thoughts episodes in a while so let's do it 2015 it's been a very good year. It's been a, an interesting year. It's been a year where I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about business. I've I've there's so much that that's happened and just for a brief history, I left my job in 2014. Uh the end of June in 2014 was my last month working. And since then, I've been doing this blogging stuff full-time, some blogging, some coaching, some consulting. I have my membership site, and I've been doing this full-time for the last year and a half, pretty much. 
and when I left my job in 2014, I didn't. I wasn't one of those stories where I could say I left my job because my business was booming, <laughs> and it just made sense. If you looked at the numbers, it didn't make sense. And quite frankly, the day after I left my job was the day rent was due, and I didn't have rent to pay. It was kind of crazy, but it was it was one of those leaps of it, it was a leap of faith. And my wife and I felt that that's what we were supposed to be doing at that point. So we decided to make that leap. And it was rough. It was a rough transition. I remember conversations with my wife where she would be telling me, hey, we need to get such and such. And she's not working I'm the only one that's working. And when I say she's not working, she's not getting an income for all of the work that she's doing. (laughs) Um, But I was the one, I was the income provider. And I remember those conversations and thinking, not just thinking, just saying out loud to her, I know we need it, but we don't have any money. So uh, we can't get it. And it was, it was extremely frustrating. It was frustrating for her as well because, you know, there's stuff that we need. It was frustrating for her as well because she knew that we didn't have it. And she knew that it was placing pressure on me and, and all that stuff. And it was just a difficult time. It was a difficult time, but we believed that it was what we were supposed to be doing. And... I don't know if, well, you may know this, I'm a Christian and she's a Christian and and we believe that when we're being led to, when we feel like God is calling us to do something, it doesn't matter what the the circumstances are or what things look like, that's what he's calling us to do. So we do it. It's just that simple. <laughs> but it's... It's that simple, but it's not that easy because I'm human and my wife is human too. My son is human. We're all human. <laughs> and humans doubt. And there was some doubt. There was some fear. But you know what? Regardless, you look at it and you say, you know what? If this is where God is leading, this is where we're going to go. So we went. Rough transition, but by the end of 2015, I had matched my salary, the salary that I was getting as a professor. So my business was making as much income as I was making before, which quite frankly wasn't a lot of income, but at least things were coming together. It was starting to work. In 2015, things grew even more. And it's exciting to see how far things have come over the last year. I mean, my affiliate income has increased significantly. Um, And a big reason for that is the way I've been doing my affiliate promotions. It's not beating people over the head. Hey, buy this, buy this, buy that. It's providing resources. And I guess it was proving that the model works. Um, 
my get response resource center, for example, that has been huge because what I did is I just created a bunch of tutorials to help people with get response. How do you set up your email list? How do you how do you uh, transfer from another service? How do you do all these things that you need to do? And just by educating people and helping people, you know, people would use my affiliate link and now my get response affiliate commissions have surpassed everything. When I say everything, surpassed all of my other affiliate promotions that I've done. And it's interesting to look at that, right? It's interesting to look and see that the things that you help people the most with are the things that make the most money. I mean, it, it, it sounds logical, right? But to see it work, it's kind of like, so why not do that more? Why not help people more? <laughs> so affiliate income has increased. I relaunched the coaching club in November or going into November, and that's going very strong. I am so excited. The Become a Blogger Coaching Club is my group coaching program, I guess you can say, where we get on, well, first, you get access to a bunch of my courses. I have like 13 or 14 different courses, a bunch of tutorials, and then a big part of it is the ongoing coaching Every two weeks, we get on a coaching call and you can come on video and you can ask questions. And, and the cool thing about it is people are able to get support with things that they're dealing with now. It's not this cookie cutter program where everyone gets the same everything. No, you're dealing with something and you get help with that thing. And it's going strong. We have a Facebook group and there's a lot of engagement happening in the Facebook group. People asking questions and people launching membership sites, people uh, launching their blog, people getting ideas about what they're going to be blogging about, people figuring out this whole traffic generation thing and how to get exposure and all that good stuff. And I am, I am just enjoying that. And then I've been working with coaching clients. So this is not more one-on-one coaching as opposed to the group coaching that we do in the coaching club. And that's been awesome as well. I've, we've had a, a number of successful launches. Uh, we've had people go to having full-time income now. And uh, we have a, I have a coaching client that is leaving his job. Tomorrow is his last day. <laughs> oh man that's exciting to me once again and I'm reflecting on 2015 once again the big thing I'm seeing is when you help people like the more you're able to help people accomplish a specific goal the more useful you become And the more useful you become, the more your income increases. It makes sense, right? Isn't that that what we're trying to do? Changing the world one blog at a time, yada, 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 all that good stuff. We're putting up this blog and we're putting out valuable content. And hopefully that valuable content is having an impact on people's lives and helping them accomplish their goals. But in the process, we're building a business out of it. And looking back at 2015, that's exactly what I've seen. Now, 
thinking back to 2008, everything that happened between 2008 and 2015, it's been a lot of work, (laughs) a lot of time invested, and it's awesome to be able to see the fruit of the labor, but I think as I'm reflecting on 2015 and how much work it took to get to this point, I think what a lot of people do is they see this point. They see people that are doing well and they see how, quote unquote, easy it looks. And it's not that it's easy or maybe it, well, quite frankly, it's much easier now. But to get to that point, man, it takes hustle. It takes, it takes hustle. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best word that I can use to describe it. And if you're listening to this right now, I don't know if you can hear my son singing in the background. <laughs> He's so cute. Uh, if you're listening to this right now and you're discouraged because you've been blogging for five months or a year or even two years, and it's not exactly where you want it to be. You know, it took me seven years to say, you know, I'm going to leave my job. And even when I left my job, it wasn't it wasn't luxurious. But I'll tell you this. I could never see myself going back. I love this too much. I love the flexibility too much. I love to be able to control my schedule. I love to be able to determine what's important to me and to my family and to make decisions based on that and not just based on what my employer says. You know, I I think back to when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and I was able to take a week off to go and be with her. If that were to happen today, I'd be gone. And it would be okay. That makes it all worth it in my mind. So in this process, in in 2015, I've learned a lot about myself. I want to share. So this is this is me sharing a lot with you today, and then telling you about some of the plans for 2016 and how I'm planning. And the idea is, I think we should all look back on our. 2015, and we should all analyze it and see what we've learned about ourselves and then make some plans based on the insight that we've gathered so that we can move forward into 2016 and do awesome stuff. So I'll tell you what I learned about myself. Number one, I absolutely hate the status quo. I don't like it. Like, if everybody's doing it, if everybody's doing something, I don't want to do it. That's something that I've learned about myself. And you know how I've learned about myself? How I've learned it? Because when I see a lot of people doing similar things, there's something inside of me that just, it's irked. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, I'll give you an example. I've Blab is a new thing, blab.im, and I love Blab because 
It's a great way. You know, it's this live streaming concept, but instead of Periscope or Facebook Live, where it's just one person that's just, hey, look at me, I am talking. And not that anything's wrong with that. But what I love about Blab is that you can get four people on the cameras and you can rotate those individuals and you can have the chat and all that stuff. And when I go into Blab now, I see a lot of marketers on Blab sharing the same tips. And that annoys me. I don't know why it annoys me, but it does. Anytime I see, quote unquote, everybody doing something, that's the thing that I don't want to do. That's something that I've noticed about myself over the last year. The status quo of, you know, we have to work from nine to five. Why? Like, what's the reason for that? I've started to realize for myself that if I work from nine to five straight, I'm just going to be wasting time for a significant amount of that time. So do I do that just because everyone is doing that? Or do I say what's going to work for me and do I try to schedule my time and my my energy, schedule my energy. Does that make sense? You get the point. Schedule what I do around what, around who I am and what works best for me, not just because everybody else is doing it. So that's something that I learn about myself. Another thing is that I question everything. <laughs> now, this is, this is one of those things that I'm, I'm going to say it's soft so my wife doesn't hear. I think it annoys my wife <laughs> and my close friends because... You can't just say something around me without me questioning it. Like if I if I see faulty logic in what you're saying, I'm going to question it. I I question everything. I mean this whole thing that I was just talking about the 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 standard practice of working from 9 to 5. Why? I don't think it's because it takes 8 hours to get things done in a day. I'm actually going to be experimenting in 2016 with just working four hours a day and during those four hours going all in and the reason I'm going to experiment with that is because I forgot what that principle is is called but it's a principle of a task is going to expand to the amount of time you allow for it and when I tell myself I'm going to work from eight in the morning to six in the evening you know, quite frankly, I think I only get about four hours of solid work in. And I might be distracted here. I might go on Facebook there. I might do this there, jump on Blab and all this kind of stuff and kind of have everything dispersed within the day. But the actual tasks that I'm doing, I think it's only about four hours. So I'm going to test it out. I'm going to see. I'm going to see if I get more done or if I get less done. And if I get the same amount done or more done, then I'll just stick with that. And that gives me more time to do other things like be with my family, to read and do other things so that life isn't just work, work, work. Like I said, I'm learning a lot about myself. Another thing I'm learning about myself is really I just love people. I I do. I mean, I have that people-loving disease <laughs> 
you know, when I travel, for example, it doesn't matter where I go. I don't really care about seeing the sights or things, really. I could be in France. I mean, yeah, it's maybe nice to see the Eiffel Tower, but I don't really care about it as much. If I could hang out with some French people and we could be in their house and we could eat, we could chill, we could talk, that's really what keeps me going, not the the places, not the things, not the, oh, I could buy this car or house or whatever. That Like, those things don't mean anything to me. But it's the people. And taking it even further, and this is my teacher nature, I love to help people learn how to do something, how to take action and, and, and achieve big things. So when I look back on 2015... And I see what has been happening in the coaching club and with my coaching clients. It 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 energizes me. I mean, it makes me want to take on the world and do more because that junk, that is exciting. That's exciting to me. So that's something I've learned about myself. I really love people. Two more things. The next thing is that I've realized that I don't need recognition. And <laughs> in fact, it can make me quite uncomfortable. So I've been around a lot of successful marketers. And I see the thrill that they get from being, and I'm, I'm doing these air quotes things right now, famous. <laughs> and it annoys me to no end. I don't know why that is, but it does. I remember I was at a conference and... At the conference, I've spoken about this before, but at the conference, there was a real difference between the attendees and the speakers. And I was a speaker, so I had a speaker badge. And the people that were speakers had, oh, I just got an alert. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Woohoo! Yay! Um, the people that were speakers got real special attention. And the people that it was kind of like there was just a there was a big difference between the regular folk and the not regular folk, and I believe that we're all regular folk. I mean, someone might be two years farther along on their journey than I am, and I might be two years farther along on my journey than you are, but that doesn't make me better than you that I guess I'm just saying the recognition thing is not a driving factor for me. And in many ways, it turns me off. Now, the, the interesting thing is that I've made my life so public. And as a result of that, I do get some recognition. And there's an interesting dichotomy between not needing recognition 
but so this is weird this is gonna sound strange based on what i just said but when you get recognized it feels good but there's a difference between it feeling good now i feel like i'm rambling but it's a difference between it feeling good and needing it and that's something that i'm still trying to negotiate in my mind and and figure out but it's not a driving factor for me that's what i've realized about myself the next thing is and this is going to build off of this in a different way it's going to build off of what i just said there's a whole lot that I just don't know. That's something that I've learned about myself. And I've known this about myself for a while, but it's becoming more and more obvious that there are a lot of things that I just don't know, some really basic things. And the reason for that is I didn't take education seriously for the first half of my life. When I went to college, I had read one book up to this that point, one entire book up to the point when I went to college. I didn't take my education seriously, even into college. And <laughs> as a result, there are a lot of basic things that you know that I don't know. I mean, about history, about philosophy, about all kinds of, about politics, about there's so many things that I fall short on and a lot of those things I want to learn now and I want to share with others so that they can see the importance of learning. So I've been listening to a number of podcasts. Oh, so an interesting thing I did over the last month or two and you, anyhow, yeah, an interesting thing I did is I unsubscribed from all of my marketing podcasts. You know, anyone that talks about social media, blogging, and all that kind of stuff, I just unsubscribed from them. I was getting tired of hearing the same thing from everybody. Everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's talking about the same thing. Everybody's interviewing the same people. And it it, it starts to annoy me. That's, like I said, it's one of the things that I'm, I'm learning about myself. If everybody's doing something, I don't want a part of it. So I started listening to other podcasts unrelated to, unrelated to blogging and marketing because I think there's so much that we can learn from spaces outside of our own space that we can then apply to what we do. So I'll give you some examples of podcasts that I've been listening to. This American Life, that's such an amazing podcast. Uh, let's see, This Week in Tech, I love that because I love technology. The Tim Ferriss Show, I love his show because even though sometimes it gets a little interesting, I love it because he interviews all kinds of successful people about things that may or may not be related to business. It might be related to health or life or whatever the case may be. And it, a number of interesting stories and inspiration come out comes out of that. Then uh, the Empower podcast. Uh, it's a new one from Clayton Morris. Clayton Morris is the co-host of um, uh, Fox Today. What is it called? Oh, man, I can't even remember. 
but he is one of the co-hosts of the one of the most popular talk shows. He's actually I'm in a mastermind group with him, his wife um, Nat- Natalie Morris from MSNBC, and um, Lauren Grootman and her husband Mark Grootman. They were he she was on the podcast before talking about getting ex- media exposure, um, and he has this new podcast, and I'm really loving it. Uh, then I have the God Journey on here. I have Mixergy. I listen to that once in a while. That's still a business one, but it's to me it's different from the internet marketing stuff and the startup podcast. That's another business one that's very entertaining. <laughs> um, so I've been listening to a lot of these podcasts, and one of the things that I'm seeing is that a lot of people on the shows are well-read, very educated, and they have so many awesome insights to share and I learned so much from listening to them and I'm thinking to myself man I need to go to the source I need to go to these books I need to I need to study I need to do this for myself because it enriches your life in so many different ways and here's what I've noticed that a lot of these great thinkers this is a this is a pet peeve of mine a lot of these great thinkers that I listen to that are sharing these awesome insights that I'm getting so much value from, many of them come at this entire thing of life from an evolutionary perspective. Now, I'm a scientist. You know, I have a master's in neurobiology, and um, I'm also a Christian. And as I listen to all these people talk, I'm thinking to myself, man, there needs to be more people in the world that are great thinkers, that are pulling all these insights from philosophers and such and such and sharing them with the world, but that also have a biblical background. I feel that we need more of those people. And whether you're a Christian or not. This isn't about you being a Christian or you not being a Christian. I think that there needs to be people on both sides of the equation, both sides of the the line of reasoning, because that helps us, that pushes us. When I speak with an evolutionist, like someone that believes that the reason for everything in existence right now is evolution, that person challenges me much more than someone that believes everything that I believe. Because at that point, I really have to know what I stand for. I really have to think. And if you're listening to this right now and you're an evolutionist, you should be having conversations with Christians. You should be listening to Christians because that's going to push you to really think through the things that you think. So I think there needs to be people on both sides of the equation. Okay, let's move on. Because I want to talk about 2016. I've I've spoken about things that have happened over the over 2015 and things that I've learned about myself. I want to talk about how I plan on taking on 2016. And I think there'll be some insight. Ooh, the air just came on. I don't know if you can hear it because it's kind of loud. Um And I want to start with a story, something that I did recently because of a book that I read. And the book is called Essentialism. Um, And there's a a subtitle 
and I want to pull that up right now because I I didn't have the subtitle. And there's some people that are going to be listening to this that are going to be thinking, oh, I want to know what the subtitle is. Ah, yes. Essentialism by Greg McCohen. The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. I heard an interview with him on um, Clayton Morris's podcast, Empower, and I had to read the book. And there's something that I ended up doing as a result of it. I went to my closet, and this story is going to illustrate everything for me in 2016, or at least what I hope for 2016 to be. I went into my closet, and I looked at all my clothes, and I said, you know what? I'm going to ask myself a question. Do I love this? And another question, have I worn this in the last six months to a year? And I went through all my, my entire closet because here's the thing. When I, I, I have a closet that's full of clothes or I had a closet that's filled with clothes. And anytime I wanted to put something in, I had to like squeeze it in there. And anytime I have to find clothes to wear, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking through all the different things just to find something. And, I've, I, and as full as my closet was, I always felt as if I didn't have a lot of clothes. So it's kind of a strange situation. So I went through my closet and I asked myself, do I love this? And number two, have I worn this in the last six months to a year? And if the answer to any of those two was no, I got rid of it. I I took it to this community service place in our neighborhood called Neighbor to Neighbor and um, gave it all away. The result... My closet is close to empty. <laughs> There's about a third, a third of the space. That's how much my clothes take up. Just a third of the, the space. The, the clothes that I actually like, the clothes that I actually wear. Everything else was just there taking up space. And the result is I feel so much freer. I feel like I have more margin. If I need to put something in, oh, there's ample space there for me to put it in. And when it's time for me to choose something to wear, I don't have to look through all of these clothes that I don't even wear that contribute absolutely no value to my life. <laughs> I can just go to the things that make sense uh, the, in terms of the things that I like or the things that I actually wear. And it's much easier to make that decision. And then as I move forward... And I go to buy clothes. I'm only going to buy clothes that I absolutely love. Frees up space. Gives me more margin. Makes it easier to make decisions. And all of that stuff. And as I look at my life. And as I look at my business. I want to do the exact same thing. Because yes. There are so many things that we can be doing. And sometimes we get overwhelmed. Because we're consuming information from this source this podcast this blog you know i think some people that are listening to this podcast actually should stop listening to this podcast and that doesn't sound like it makes sense because if i'm running the podcast i want as many people to listen to it as possible but i think we need to be better at filtering the information that we consume we have to be better at filtering the tasks that we do we have to be better at saying no to things because every time i say yes to something i'm actually saying no to many more things if i say yes to working around the clock i'm saying no to my family if i'm saying yes 
to to playing at a church. Uh, that's something that I've done a lot of a, a lot a lot of playing piano at a church. I am saying yes to something. Maybe there's something else that I could be doing or should be doing during that time. And I think we need to be better at making decisions as about what we allow into our lives. So as I move forward into 2016, that's the way I want to move forward. I want to be an essentialist. I want to focus on the few things that I should be focusing on and leave space. Because I don't believe, you know, I said I question everything. I don't believe that we always need to be busy. I don't believe, and you know what, let me speak for myself. And you can take whatever of this and apply to your situation. I don't believe that I always need to be busy. I don't believe that anytime someone calls me and asks me, hey, are you busy? I need to respond with, man, I'm always busy. I don't believe that I have to live in a world where I am so into my business that I don't have time for my family. I just don't, I don't buy into it. And I think by controlling what we allow into our lives and what we spend our time on, as opposed to letting society or other people control that for us or determine that for us, we end up living a a happier life. I know what my values are. I know what's important to me. I know that I love people. I know like that I love spending time with my family and friends and so on. So I know that I need to make time for those things. So when it comes to my business, it's going to be four things that I'm going to be focusing on or four general areas. Number one, this podcast. I want to make this podcast better. And you're going to see that. You're going to see that this podcast is going to be better. That's all I'm going to say right now. I'm not going to tell you any details. It's just going to happen. And if you continue to listen, if you're not one of those people that need to check this off your list and say, you know what, I'm done with that. I got better things to do, which is perfectly fine. Go and do that. You're going to experience what I'm talking about. Number two, my coaching. Uh, whether that's my coaching club or my one-on-one coaching, I want to provide more value. That's going to be my focus. Quite frankly, that's a main driver of my business. This, that's the main source of my revenue that has to be a focus. I'm going to be doing a few affiliate promotions. I'm not going to be one of those people that's trying to promote everything and all these new launches that are coming up because you know what? I think most of it is a waste of time and it's a distraction and we need to focus. So I'm going to focus on a few affiliate promotions and do them well. Like how I did get response. I'm going to do that for a number of other things. In fact, I've recorded a bunch of training to help people with their online business that I'm going to be posting on the blog early in 2016. I got to get used to saying that. Um, And I can't wait to share that because once again, it's going to be helpful to you. And that's always a good thing. (laughs) And as you know, that's something that I enjoy doing, helping people. And lastly, Facebook. For me, that is my social network of choice. And I know there are a lot of people complaining about reach and all that good stuff. I've found that I've gotten the the most traction on Facebook. I love the direction that Facebook is going. I love Facebook Live. I don't know if you know about it, but Facebook Live is out. And it's like Periscope, but on Facebook and better, in my opinion. 
I am not going to be the guy that's trying to be everywhere. I'm not going to be trying to dominate Periscope or Twitter or Pinterest or, or dot, 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 blab, meerkat, um, MySpace. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. Um, that's not going to be me because you know what? I can't be effective that way. I can be busy that way, but I can't be effective that way. So I need to choose one and focus on it. And maybe you need to do the same thing. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have a presence on these other platforms. I will. But I'm going to automate a lot of that. And it's just not going to be a focus. I believe that I should ha- I'm going to ha- I'm I'm basically going to have a presence everywhere, but my focus is going to be Facebook. Now, along with these four main areas of focus, I want to talk about some of the things that I'm going to be doing differently. Number one, and I am so excited about this because I've spoken about this in the past, but never fully done it. An editorial calendar. I want to know what I'm going to be creating in a month, in two months, in two months, in three months. And I actually just finished my editorial calendar for the first quarter of 2016. I know every piece of content subject to some minor changes. I know every piece of content that I'm going to be creating over the next three months till the end of March and actually even into April. And that's exciting for me because now when it's time to create content, I can go directly to creating the content because I know I've thought this through And I have scheduled all of the different things that I'm going to be creating, all of the different podcast episodes and articles that go along with that, all of the videos that I'm going to be making, when my webinars are going to be, when my coaching calls are going to be. It's all done. And that is exciting for me. So that's number one. Number two, I'm going to be refining systems. This is not the year of taking on new things for me. There's one new thing that I'm going to be taking on, and I'll share that in a second. Everything else is just going to be refining the things that I already do, creating systems and refining those systems so that everything works like clockwork, as opposed to I have a, and you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard this before, but instead of, I got a podcast to record, like I'm doing right now, I'm hustling to get this done quickly on the road, and then I'm a hustle to get it up there. No. I want to have systems in place so that everything happens when it needs to happen. We're working far enough in advance so that if there is an emergency, if there is a random trip that's thrown in here or there, everything happens the way it needs to happen. Number three. I'm going to be focusing on real connections. I told you that I've realized something about myself, and that is that I I love people. I want to focus more on people. You know, I have my coaching club. That's a big thing that I'm going to be doing, and my coaching clients. I want to be strengthening those relationships. I want to strengthen relationships with people that are like-minded. I want to strengthen relationships with you. You're listening to this podcast. I want it to be about the relationship that we have so that when I hear your name or you hear my name, something comes to mind that we can hold on to. Like, yeah, man, that's my good friend, such and such. 
I've come to realize the value in that there's a lot of value in relationships, real relationships and real connections. The next thing, one new thing that I'm going to be, well, I guess it's not new, but it's new for me in terms of doing it consistently. Video. I want to be doing video regularly. And the way I'm going to be doing this, and this is part of the reason I got an iPhone, is Facebook Live. I am in love with Facebook Live. I'm going to just say it. I'm in love with Facebook Live. I'm in love with Facebook Live. And I want to hone that skill. I want to hone that as a way of really connecting with people and and sharing value. I'm going to be sharing a lot of mindset things. I'm going to be sharing a lot of practical things that you can walk away and say, you know what, I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to go and do that. And I'm going to be doing that every week. At least that's part of my plan. As of right now, that's part of my plan. And if you're interested in following along with that, go to facebook.com slash Leslie Samuel. Now, I'll let you know something. That's my personal profile. That's not the Become a Blogger Facebook page. So when you go there, just click on the follow button and you'll be following me and you can follow along as I share things. Because this is my personal profile, you will notice that it's not going to be all about business because you know what? That's boring. (laughs) For me, sharing all about business all the time is boring. I want to live life. I want to enjoy life, but I want to contribute. I want to help people in many different ways. A lot of it is going to be mindset things that, that I deal with or I've whether struggled with in the past or learned, I want to share that with you if this is something that you're interested in. So go to facebook.com slash Leslie Samuel, click the follow button, and let's engage that way. And lastly, and I'm going to be reading much more. As I free up time for family, I'm also freeing up time to enrich my mind. Because as I said, I believe there needs to be more people sharing big thoughts, big ideas that come from a totally different perspective than the rest of the world. Well, not the rest of the world. You get the point. Than the people that come from a different perspective. Come from a different perspective from the people that come from a different perspective. (laughs) Oh, man. So I want to... Yeah, my plan is to be reading at least one book every month. And I get the feeling that as the year goes on, I'm going to increase that. But I want to I wanna be enriching my mind. I want to be going back to the old books and just getting knowledge from them. Because I think there, there's something that we can learn from those great thinkers of the past. There's a whole lot that we can learn that still applies today. Yes, we know social media has changed the game and all that jazz and technology is moving at like a lightning speed. And I don't care. Not I don't care, but I believe there's so much that we can get from looking at what these great thinkers of the past have contributed via these books. So, yeah, that's. Those are my plans for 2016. 
And I'm going to be sharing more with you, especially on video on Facebook in terms of mindset stuff. Facebook.com slash Leslie Samuel if you want to connect with me that way. Anyhow, 2015 is just about over. By the time you're listening to this, it's either going to be going into 2016 or we're going to be in 2016 or even beyond if you're listening to this in the future. What have you learned and what do you plan on doing differently? That's my question. That's the question I want to leave you with. Becomeablogger.com slash 243. Come back and share with me. That's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. Are you ready to take on 2016? Let's do this together. If you're interested in being a part of the coaching club and doing this together at a different level, becomeablogger.com slash join. That's it. I'm grateful to you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you've been with me for a while, thank you so much. I wouldn't be doing this if people weren't listening. (laughs) At least not for this long. 243 episodes. So I am extremely grateful to have you in my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's move into 2016 and let's do big things. This is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.